Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you like this podcast, just shoot a flare up into the sky and hope that it reaches us or... Rate, review and subscribe. Your choice. I'd go with the flair personally. Hello and welcome to that old favourite. The one you come back to and no one else will answer your texts. The safe bet. The banker. The security blanket. The school for dumb women. The podcast where we explain things to you that you really should know about by now. I'm your host woman, ex-girlfriend that you constantly visualise as the mother of your child, Hannah Varrell. With me is that girl from the office party that you're pretty sure called you the wrong name, Alexandra Haddo. There's a lot of Henrys and Harrys in this world, Hannah. I can't be expected to differentiate them all every single time. And that fling you had on the team building away day, Caroline O'Donoghue. I'll show you how much I love you in a group project. Oh, maybe that explains why you've been fired quite a few times. This week we're learning about turd-crawling insects, the burly humans that protect other weaker humans, and Freudian slits. Sorry, slips. Sorry. Big hairy nipples. Okay, on with the show. So Alex, I can't wait to bend you over this this week. I mean, listen to what you have to say this week. Sorry, inappropriate. Every bloody time, Caroline, honestly. No. But if you uh, will wear that lovely pair of jeans. Oh, with a big hole in them. <laughs> uh, yes, this week, guys, I'm talking about Freudian slips. Ah. Mm. Uh, what do you know about them? Um, They are something to do with Freud, right? It kind of was like... The idea that if you say something wrong, it's actually the right thing. It's actually what you were thinking. Yes, it's mm. what you actually desire. Yeah, so his it's usually associated with something rude or sex-based, like everything Freud said. Um, and you probably fancy your mum. Uh, no, but it's it's a, it was called a Freudian slip because Freud coined the term in his 1901 book, The Psychopathology of Everyday Life. What a mm. cheerful fellow. Catchy. Yeah, and it's kind of the idea that, you know, if you're saying something, like, quite mundane or whatever, and then you say something that you desire or something rude comes out, you'll kind of go, oh, Freudian slip. Or, like, mm-hmm. if you say something that you'd actually prefer, you know, that's something good. Everyone knows what a Freudian slip is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the Freudian theory is exactly what you just said, that that's your true desire coming out. You know, like, that's, the, that's what you genuinely want. Like, if you said to someone, um, oh, I want to fuck you. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, you you actually want to have sexy time with them. Um, But uh, as with everything in psychology, there is an alternative explanation. Oh, no. Um, And cognitive psychologists say that it could actually be like just a programming in the way that the grammar is sequenced. So it's like because it's usually a word that sounds like the word you're trying Mm -hmm. to say. But I prefer Freud's sexy version. Yeah. Like you want you want to say something that you, you know like there's a reason why people are still talking about Freud and it's because he makes sexy theories exactly about right? the human brain and yeah. we love thinking about sex. We don't want cognitive stuff. We want the sexy stuff, right? Um, so I also looked up. I, I asked people on Twitter what their worst Freudian slip has Ooh. ever been, um, and coming in at number one was your boyfriend Caroline, uh, Mr. Gavin Day, um, who wrote in with this lovely story. Well, I say lovely. 
Um, let's use up to you to judge. Um, he said, when I was teaching people SLR photography in my first job out of university, I once told a group of students, now test this outside and remember to keep the strap on. Which I think he meant to say in a different inflection. As in he meant keep the strap around your neck. Yeah. And instead mm. he said, strap on. Yeah. He said, yeah. attach a willy to your body. <laughs> Um, and he said, I tried so, so hard not to repeat the mistake. I actually ended up doing it during a quarterly review with my boss because I kept telling myself to absolutely not say that. I don't think that's so bad because no. cameras have straps and you have the strap on. I know, but then everyone's thinking of a strap on. No, that's true. I may though. I don't think I would. I would think, oh, yeah, the strap, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're so used to Gavin Day's strap-ons. That's true. I am um, rubbed raw from them. <laughs> <laughs> So then I also looked up famous Freudian slips and uh, Gordon Brown, he'll not surprise you, had one one time. Um, he was in Prime Minister's Questions in the House of Commons and he said uh, to MPs, we not only saved the world and then quickly corrected himself and said, uh, I mean, saved the banks. Oh, he's just been oh. watching Superman. I know. Uh, my favourite one, which is quite famous, is the uh, uh, Radio 4 presenter, James Naughty, which is a lovely name in itself. And a bit of a Freudian slip. Um, accidentally, I'm using inverted commas, <laughs> introduced then health secretary, now fucking foreign secretary, Jeremy Hunt as Jeremy Cunt. He did not. Live wow. on air. He later apologised saying he got into an awful tangle and explained he mixed up the words hunt and culture. Um, okay. Sure he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I often call Jeremy Hunt Jeremy Cunt because I'm getting him mixed up with a cunt, which he is. So that's not a Freudian slip, that's just fact. <laughs> um, so Tiger Woods, obviously famous for... Golf and fucking. Yep, correct. He, a journalist reporting on him withdrawing from the 2010 Players' Championship said it was because of a bulging dick in his neck, but actually <laughs> he meant bulging disc. <laughs> nice. Which is quite apt and Freudian. Uh, so what do you think is the... How do you get out of a Freudian nightmare if you've already made a Freudian slip? Yes. Do you think you should go, oh, said the actress to the vicar or whatever? <laughs> well, well, do you say it's a Freudian slip? Because then you're acknowledging that maybe you do secretly want to do that thing. I know, right? Yeah. Because I've done that hard. quite a lot. I've said, I've just gone, oh, Freudian slip. Um, or you can even own it even more and be like, oh, wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as, but and it just, depends. Like, if you want to acknowledge that, you know, you've... You're thinking about, for example, having sex with someone, or do you know? Or I mean, like, someone's a massive wanker. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. I mean, I think if you're doing it in front of someone you didn't actually fancy, and you said something sexual, you'd be absolutely fine. But if I said something like, um, "Can you pass me those sex biscuits? Six biscuits?" and then I was like, "You want Ooh! six biscuits?" Ah! and then I'd probably go really red and cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are embarrassing. Have you, either of you ever had a really horrible Freudian slip? Definitely, but I must have blocked it out because I can't think of an example now. Because it's too traumatic for you. Yeah. Um, My friend had a really good one. She was doing this presentation at school uh, and there was a World War II, I think, or World War I, can't remember, general called Douglas Haig Mm -hmm. that had done, I think it was World War I, that had like orchestrated loads of the battles and all this and she was having to talk about that. Yes, but that's not the same guy. Same Haig. so and there was a guy in our year that fancied her called David Haig and she oh, went no. through the whole presentation calling Douglas Haig David Haig. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so then everyone thought she fancied him back. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know it was really funny for us though. <laughs> <laughs> There was always that classic one in science lessons of talking about organisms and then you say oh, orgasms yeah. by accident. Oh, Ooh. the worst thing you could possibly do with your life, definitely. I yeah. know, apart from call a teacher mum. 
Oh God, yeah. That, no, is, that, that is the ultimate Freudian slip, isn't it? It's yes. very Freudian because it's very, you know, about your mum. Yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and then I looked into Freudian slips. What's the most, what would be the most awkward Freudian slip? You might have even done it. Oh, saying someone else's name during Saying sex? the wrong name during sex. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and why does that happen? Is it because you secretly want to be with that person? Because the answer is not, probably not. Oh. Not always. What happens is, um, it often happens if you've been in like a long-term relationship for ages with someone called Dave, let's say, mm-hmm. and then you break up with Dave after a long time, and then the fir- when you start getting intimate with the new man, Peter... Um, right. You, the intimacy and the sex is this, you've associated with Dave for so long. Yeah. That it just pops into your head, but you don't. That doesn't always mean that you. Yeah. I always. Like, Dave. I always think that when you you always hear about people saying the wrong name during sex, are people really saying names during sex that yeah. much? Are you guys? Because I'm definitely not. I, don't I do I've say ever. it. Have you? I, not not over and over though. I'd say maybe once, possibly twice during the whole thing. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a serial namer, you know. Right. But I do quite like it. Oh, getting, getting into a bit. You're always, detail. you're always with like guys with nice names, though. <laughs> not recently. Like <laughs> I know, but like when I'm thinking of your most recent ex, you know, he had a lovely name. Oh, he did have a lovely name. Yes, that's yeah. true. Are we allowed to say his name? It's Sasha's. We can say Sasha. <laughs> I would love to say Sasha's name during sex, but Gav doesn't have the same ring to I, it. I know what you mean, and you can't have a name that's too long either. You can't yeah. say a long name. You I've can't be like really... Christopher. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't be like yeah, yeah, like Sebastian. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. You probably could back in the day. Yeah, but I think you'd have to be really in the throes of passion to be wishing you were with the person so much mm. that you'd guard would be let down and you would say the wrong name. The thing is, if I ever do say someone's name. Or really anything during sex. It's always like quite premeditated. It's quite like, this is what I'm doing. I'm being a sexy woman. And I'm saying your name. I've thought of a sexy sentence for you to hear. I know, yeah. <laughs> you, sometimes, sometimes I'm halfway through saying someone's name and I'm like, oh, I'm not fully yeah. committed to saying the name. Totally. Every Obviously every now and then you just say a splurge random words yeah, just yeah, because yeah. you're really into it. But most of the time you're just like, Here's the sexy thing I've thought of to say. <laughs> it includes your name. Yeah. Because like sometimes I've been having some lovely, lovely sex with someone that I've been wanting to have sex with and an ex's name will pop in. Not them. Mm. An ex's name will pop in and that must be the association thing. But you, yeah. you, do, you do sort of compare and contrast, especially if you've been with one person for a long time and then yeah. you switch over because like it is always weird when you know someone's body really well and then yeah, suddenly you don't yeah. and you're like, oh, Ooh, I wonder what's that? what Gary's doing. Yeah. <laughs> it is sad in a way. Yeah. I'm going to call Gary once I get out of this. <laughs> once he gets out of me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, sort of uh, on my little journey of saying the wrong things today, what I learned is saying the wrong name, not always necessarily a bad thing. So if it happens to you, it doesn't mean that they're not over their ex. Actually, it happened to my friend who's now married um, uh, and his w- now wife said the wrong name quite early <gasps> on. Not at the I wedding. just remembered it happened to me. <gasps> I've completely buried this memory, but it happened to me. You what? buried it like Freud would say because yeah, it's too traumatic. As in I was on the receiving end of the wrong name. Oh shit. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what who was the name? Well, it was Gavin. Gavin was doing it. It was when we were first going out, and he said we weren't actually doing it. Sorry, says, sorry, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> um like we were really pissed and like his head was lying in my lap after like a night out okay. or whatever, and we were just like sitting there and it was like a very cute moment. And he just went, Ange, forget about it. And Ange being his ex-girlfriend from several years ago. And I was just like, he immediately fell asleep in my lap. 
and I just sat upright on his couch thinking about what I just heard. <gasps> but it probably did, it was probably just because he was. I know completely. You know. I see that now, but at the time we were quite yeah, early days, and I was like, oh. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> My friend once had a guy she was sleeping with call her her friend's name. Ooh. which sounded a bit like his name. And then so he protested that he was saying his own name and she was like, that's weirder. That's worse, yeah. <laughs> I'd say your own name during sex. Yeah, just like me. Well, I mean, I'd, at least if I slept with a boy called Alex, I could just say my own name. Yeah, that would be weird. Have you ever done that? That would be very weird. No, never have. Mm. Mm, not many Hannahs or Carolines to sleep with. Um, no, but your boyfriend's called Harren, which is quite close. Oh, yes. Almost the same, yeah. yeah. It's very blurred in the passion. <laughs> Well, the name badges have been laminated and the white wine is somehow above room temperature. It's time for the Women Who Code Mixer. In the Women Who Code Mixer, we set out to investigate something to do with coding or tech, and then we all nod along and pretend we understand until it's time for the next segment. This week, blockchain. Um, So guys, I've been meaning to look into blockchain for ages, uh, but I just don't understand it. Is it a new Channel 5 game show? Uh, Oh, conceivably, yes. Um, We did Bitcoin in episode 11, and we sort of vaguely understood that, right? Um, And then we kind of haven't touched it since. And, And blockchain is kind of connected to Bitcoin. And so I thought... Rather than doing the work myself, I would ask Twitter what it was. Um, and although I had a couple of leads, people like tagging their friends and being like, oh, you know about this, right? Nobody volunteered themselves. And like none of the leads really came through apart from one who um, Ooh. helps us out later in the show. And not even mediocre white men being like, oh, yeah, I know about Bitcoin. Like, let me help you. Oh, I want oh, to tell wow. you so about you actually story. like... So they all like to infer they know about things, but when you actually sort of yeah. like put their when sword to the neck, when I actually was like, like, okay, tell me what it is, it was like tumbleweed. It was oh, so man. strange. Then I thought maybe blockchain doesn't exist. Maybe it's not real. Maybe it's uh, like the emperor's new clothes. That and is it? Uh, people say it exists, but no, nah, no, nah, doesn't. And then a lovely person called Ella from WeWork put me in touch with an actual real life <gasps> blockchain expert. Wow. I found oh, right. one. I found one, guys. It's just like in Mad Max when they find the old ladies, the bikes in the desert. Yes. Like the last sort of vestiges of civilised society. <laughs> God, we found her. fucking cool. And she explained what blockchain was. Um, so basically what she said is blockchain is a database used for storing information. Um, okay so far? Okay. Yep. But... It's a shared database um, distributed amongst several devices that uses cryptography, like encrypting stuff, making it secret, to ensure immutability and accountability. And immutability, which I'm glad she explained, because I didn't know what that was, means that once that piece of information is stored, it can't be changed. Oh. Um, and then accountability comes from the fact of knowing that you know who did what when. Oh. And blockchain kind of consists of four pre-existing technologies, um, which are cryptographic systems, public key systems, which provide a digital identity in a decentralized manner. Let's pretend we understand this. Keys? Peer-to-peer networking, uh, which is the ability to communicate um, seaside. without a third party. Peer-to-peer. <laughs> <laughs> sure, at the seaside, yeah, yeah, peer-to-peer. Um, and then computer consensus, which gets all the different participants in different locations to agree upon a common outcome. So basically, it's a big database where people can put information in and then you can't change it and everyone can see where it 
that's what it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, so it's like going to prevent like fraud and stuff a bit. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I didn't really ask about that. Um, she said, it's important to realise that many different types of blockchains exist. You can have public blockchains such as Bitcoin, where anyone can participate. But you can also have private and permissioned blockchains that make a lot more sense when building a business solution on a blockchain. So I guess if you have a company, you can kind of do a blockchain it just in the company and just employees can use it. And blockchains are typically useful when you need to have counterparty trust where the use of a third party isn't a viable option. Yeah. I'm so drunk at this mixer, guys. Everyone looks like Richard from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is the best party ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I vaguely understand it a bit better. Um, and I might look into it a bit more if I can be bothered. Are you going to? No. Nah. No. But I feel less stupid now. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, then we've done that's our job. the aim. Yeah. You've done your job. Exactly. So huge thanks to Lucy Munier from Cadre for telling us all about blockchain. And Ella from WeWork as well for putting us in touch. Great. We're now women who block. So Caroline, you're rubbing your own shit between your hands. What's that about? It's when I do my best thinking, Alex. Oh, okay. Well, you should do their own. <laughs> No, uh, what does rub its own shit between its hands, or my shit between its hands, is flies. How do flies get access to your shit? Because they're... I'm glad you fucking asked, actually. (laughs) Because they're never out of my flat, ever. Oh, no. Let me tell you a story. Let me dial you back to uh, June of this year. Um, Me and my uh, family, which is my boyfriend Gavin and my dog Sylvie, were kicked out of our old flat, um, which sucked. Yeah. Because we loved our old flat. It was perfect for us. It was huge. It was great. And we had to find a new flat because of the existence of my dog. Luckily, I found a beautiful, very shiny, very glass apartment. Yes. I, I mean, I'd only call, I'd call it an apartment, guys. It's not yeah. flat. Yeah, I mean, I've been there. It's it definitely an apartment. Quite, yeah, it's quite There's American. a lot of glass and, and chrome and sort of modern mod cons and underfloor heating. Yeah, sex appeal. It really has sex appeal. It's probably the sexiest place I've ever lived. Mm. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm ready to go up in the world. And it allowed dogs. And, you know, we have to make a few sacrifices to our living expenses, but it's kind of worth it in the yeah. end. Great. Lovely. Happy. Then the summer comes. Oh. Then we hit high season summer. And I realised that the um, the park that my balcony overlooks, which seemed like so beautiful when I moved in first, um, is home to all this vegetation. Mm. And the Tesco that my building is above. Oh, no. The waste. Has a lot of like has a sort of bin area outside of it oh, next no. to the park. What this has created mm. is uh, the birth of a million Billion flies. Oh, oh no! All of just them. like encased in a swarm. Exactly. Like, and obviously it's like it's been so hot lately, and I've had to keep all the doors and all the balconies and everything open all the time. Yeah. And I just have flies in my house permanently, and I work from home. Oh, Caroline! It's oh no, awful. It's a fly infestation. It's a hell of my own making. It's flies like some... are like the pigeons of the air, aren't they? Mm. I mean, I know pigeons do fly. They as well, do fly. Like, yes. Yeah, it's not a perfect <laughs> metaphor, but I appreciate your compassion. You know what I mean. Thank you. Know, you. The insect world. But like, yeah, I have one of those fucking um, those tennis rackets that you just swat around the place and oh, buzz yeah. them with, which is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit fun. And like, yeah. you you hit them and you sort of like barbecue them in oh. their own flesh. Yeah, good. And then they fall down and the dog eats them. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm creating this sort of ecosystem yeah, what in my death. own. Yeah, what it's a saving death. money on kibble. <laughs> yeah, she really enjoys them, and you know, like the food she does have, she fucking hates. 
Oh, imagine eating a fly. Well, some of us probably have. So, you know, I mean... Well, the, oh, we? God, don't say that, please. Um, we probably have, let's face it. Uh, um, so I thought, you know, what happens a lot of the time with this podcast is that we, we're curious about something or we're grossed out by it and then we investigate it and then we, you know, f- have a new tolerance for... We have a fondness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. This, this has not happened this oh. week <laughs> on, on the school. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to share some fly facts with you. Anyway, in fact number one. The Latin name for flies is diptera, which means two <gasps> Ooh, wings. Is that not and that's like an a expensive disease. candle? Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah, it? no, that's fact Diptique. number two. <laughs> Diptyque. Diptyque. <laughs> oh, I love diptyque. I know they're it's amazing. My, like it's my number one. Like if I've come into loads of money, I'm like, oh yeah, diptyque. Get me a candle. Fifty quid, you'll never see again. <laughs> In the air. Um, yeah, uh, diphtheria is a fucking disease. Flies are associated with. Every disease. Oh. Pretty much every infectious disease comes back to flies carrying it around the For place. For fuck's sake. Malaria, yellow fever. Somebody get rid of them. Malaria? Isn't that mosquitoes? Yeah, flies too. They've got... They've got... They've got the whole set, Hannah. Yeah. Wow. The thing is, like, I mean, technically, like, they are pollinating stuff. The same, the same way the bees do. The bees are sound about it, though. Yeah, but the bees are, like, <laughs> pollinating flowers. Flies are, like, pollinating old tampons oh, and... Yeah. <laughs> They pollinate everything. There is a, th- a million species of flies. Oh, God. We and, never uh, kill them. We only know 125,000 of them. Oh. How do so, they know there's a million species? Yeah, then? I true. don't know. Just guessing, I suppose. I mean, if they're fly experts, if they, if they like, literally had a degree in zoology or whatever, and they decided, I'm going to, like, land on flies, this will be my area. They're probably twats because yeah. <laughs> flies suck. Sure. Um, so uh, when, a f- when flies procreate, which they... Um, do in summer because I mean it's just easier for them to breed and I don't know why things just breed in summer they do heat does that yeah, heat makes yeah. bacteria grow all that stuff happens yeah. um, so they lay their eggs as close to a food source Ew. as they possibly can like your rubbish or dog shit or mm. whatever this is why you Ew. always see them around it dog shit they just they're, I know they're just like they're, they're born in shit like they're literally yeah. this is their whole thing so they lay they lay their eggs anywhere they can find their food um, they're weirdly like kinky animal <laughs> really? they have weird sex though they have sex like you know how most animals most like mammals or whatever they're essentially having sex doggy style aren't yeah. they if you've seen it yeah not just dogs cats yeah. giraffes yeah, yeah. <laughs> giraffes. cats giraffes you know the first two that come to <laughs> the, the main animals <laughs> yeah all the big names <laughs> so a male fly comes from his belly ew oh. and so he basically just like lies on top of the female and smears his like <gasps> rotten juice oh. all over her and that's so weird because that's what we do at the end of sex <laughs> <laughs> Smear it all alone. Um, yeah, they can have sex in a variety of positions, like him on top, her on top, them both facing opposite directions. And do they do it while flying, like dragonflies? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Or, they, or do they just do it like, shitty, oh, shitty hey, Pamela, saw an absolute turd down on uh, Main Street. <laughs> Fancy uh, checking it out? Fancy uh, <laughs> checking out this turd with me? <laughs> Hey Pam, <laughs> this dog has done a massive Come shit. Come on, Pam, it's <laughs> so check warm, it out. Pam. It's the new place to be. <laughs> the shit is where it's at. Um, so that's why flies occur in such large populations because it's so easy for them to, to fuck, and it always the opposite of lobsters. What we did in our last episode, they can you know it's very hard for lobsters to get pregnant. So easy oh, for flies. God. Yeah, it's not hard for them to get pregnant, but it's hard. For the mm-hmm. eggs to turn into adults, but presumably fly eggs are just like living a living a good life. 
But essentially, I'm glad you brought up flying eggs, Anna, because I'm about to tell you something horrible. Oh no! I was going to say flies are the anti-pandas in terms of sex. Yeah, yes. and I feel the opposite of how I feel about pandas about them as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was a hundred thousand species of panda. Yeah, we could <laughs> just have so much fun charting them, coloring books for kids. Yeah, oh, no. be brilliant. So far, all we have is red and Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, the, and this is going to uh, slip back into anecdote, but then we'll come back to fact. Um, I was in my local Iceland a few months ago, and uh, I noticed that the till lady who normally serves me, we have a bit of a relationship. Was a fly! Was <laughs> a fly! Was Jeff Goblin's the fly! <laughs> um, she had been away for a while, and I thought she had quit or something, and she was back, and I was like, oh, you're back, where had you been? You're on holidays. And she said, no, and then she closed her eyes, and I was like, what's she doing? And there was these two scars above her eyelids. Oh, I was like, oh, what happened to you? And she said, I was in my back garden reading, dozed off a bit and woke up and my eyes were inflamed. And then she had to go to A&E. Didn't, like, she, obviously, she thought it was something stupid and then waited a couple of days, but it wasn't getting any better. And I don't like where this is going. She oh went God. to A&E. What the fuck? What the fuck? And a fly had laid eggs no! in her eyes. No! In her eyes? Yes. Yeah. This is not uncommon. This apparently happens. Fuck. This happens. But her eyes were closed. I don't get it either. But they do it. So um, she had what surgery to get the eggs out, or did she have yeah, eggs? No, she had. She had to have her eyelids eyes. cut open to get these fucking oh. eggs removed. I yeah. have never been so disgusted apart from when I saw that parasite that is the fish's tongue. Uh, eye flies are so common; they have, they're their own species. They're called <gasps> chloropedae. They, vi- oh, they visit the eye in search of fluids and can be a nuisance in some seasons. Oh, can they? Oh, <laughs> Underestimation ever. I have some good news though, and it comes from the humble mushroom. Oh, great! Have you ever noticed how the flies are everywhere in summer, but then they go away? Uh, yeah. Well, every autumn, a fungus epidemic kills seventy-five percent of houseflies. It attacks their brain, forcing them to land on a surface and climb to the highest point, stand up on their front legs, and then fall off. What? Yep. So it makes like all the flies become like suicide cults. So that's how most flies die. That's how, yeah, a fungus enters their brain, makes them go mental, and um, then that fungus erupts from the abdomen after <gasps> the fly is dead and spreads to other flies. Oh, Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? But yes. also, aren't we well, so I'm glad s- the mushroom yes. is killing the flies? Oh, thank God. They come into a- this world in filth and they leave in filth. I had a risotto con fungi today and I'm glad. Yeah, support the <laughs> mush. They should have killed the, the mushroom. Yeah. They're doing good work. How long do flies live? Not long. Thank God. So they so they can't all next. <laughs> so they can't all die at the same time. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. No, but like that. Some of them die from old age. I'm sure. Yeah, some of them just die over the course of the summer from for natural causes. But the ones that are left lingering at the end of the summer, a lot of them are getting picked <gasps> off by mushrooms. Isn't that great. Would yeah. the flies have lived if they'd have hatched in her eye? I don't know. I guess they could form their own little oh, colony. Oh, don't Google it. Please don't Google. Oh, I don't want to see it. Eye flies. Um, so yeah there's nothing good about flies the only thing good about them is that most of them die pretty quickly I hate them fuck off flies and also this every summer night oh my god next to your ear should we make it stereo hang on just sounds like we're at a racetrack now fuck off fuck off all the way How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hannah, you've been shielding me from bullets, attackers, and complex carbs all day. What is your new role? Um, yeah, no, it's true. I am uh, now officially a bodyguard or a um, close protection officer. Oh, uh, you're the same size as me, though. Uh, yeah, it's not about size, actually. It's about how flipping good I am at bodyguarding. Like, I use shore and right guard and all of that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, OK, I get it. Yeah, fine. So, God, I'm intimidated good. and a little turned on. Mm, yes, I, I can see. Um, so there's this new BBC drama, which you might have seen on TV, which is brilliant. It's For once called... I've watched it! Yes! I have no idea what we're on about. It. Um, it's called Bodyguard. It's starring Keely Hawes and Richard Madden, who apparently was on Game of Thrones. I don't know. I find Keely Hawes the most boring woman to look at. But <laughs> she's good in this, right? On Earth. I don't care because Richard Madden's got a sexy Scottish accent. He does. He's like a sexy Scottish robot. He's like, yes, ma'am, I'll protect you, ma'am. Three bags full, ma'am. Yeah, so the guy in the show is protecting um, Keely Hawes, who plays the Home Secretary. And it's, yeah, it's just great. And it kind of got me thinking about bodyguards and how that's a real thing. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? Like, Kylie Jenner's bodyguard is really fit. And the rumour is that her baby is the bodyguard. (gasps) Is it? And loads, like, Heidi Klum dated her bodyguard after Seal... I, yeah, like, it must be really I, easy to get into a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So they literally easy. protect you, which is what men are supposed to do they, biologically. Yeah, thing, they know? have like a very sort of, like, yeah, like biologically it's very masculine primordial, role. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting because I did see an interview um, on the Metro. They interviewed a real life bodyguard um, and he um, said a couple of things. He said, Oh, the person you're protecting is called a principal. That's what oh, you call okay. them. Yeah. And you might protect heads of state and A-list celebrities and royalties and stuff. And then he said, yeah, it's not unheard of for bodyguards to sleep with their principal. <gasps> and, spoiler, that might be what happens in Bodyguard. Oh. Mm. The Whitney Houston film or the TV show? TV show. The TV show. I think it happens in both, right? Oh, does yes. it? I don't know. I haven't seen either. 
Oh, interesting. I watched The Bodyguard really recently and I can't remember who it was with and I thought you might it might have been you. <laughs> I've just ruled you out. Guys, if what? I watched The Bodyguard with you recently, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, get in touch. Um, yes, she does shag him in that. Oh, interesting, yeah. Um, apparently there are over 100,000 bodyguards in the world, which doesn't include government operatives who work for like MI5 or whatever. So that oh, means there's 100,000 people that need to be guarded. Yeah! Ooh! Mm. That's so many. Um, and it goes way back, obviously. Like, historically, uh, Japanese samurai were kind of bodyguards, right? Really? So the word yeah. samurai apparently comes from the Japanese verb samurai, which I'm, I'm sure you should pronounce differently. Uh, but basically, the verb means to serve someone and look up to them. Oh, oh wow. Um, so then I thought, guys, I just, you know, I've got to look up, how do you become a bodyguard? Um, and I looked on read.co.uk, sure. which is an employment website which I've never used before. No, um, it's for like But it kind jobs. of comes up in searches sometimes and it's always like office manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I searched for podcast producer and you're sending me to conferences. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, they said uh, bodyguards are employed to protect their clients from physical attacks, kidnappings, um, any other form of harassment or dangerous scenarios. And obviously in the UK, they, they can't carry guns. So that's kind of hard. I guess. Hmm. Um, so they're, yeah, they're very, very in demand for like finance professionals, lawyers, government ministers, journalists, and even eyewitnesses, it says on Reed, which is kind of sad, isn't it? Oh. God, imagine being an eyewitness for something and then having to have a bodyguard because whoever. Yeah, but just because yeah. you saw something you didn't mean to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Huh. Oh, Rubbish. God. I just finished reading um, Gina Miller's book, you know, that woman who, who basically oh, sued the God, government. Because yeah. Of right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, basically still has full time bodyguards. She still can't go out in public in an unplanned way. That is so awful. Right? Isn't it? Because, like, yeah. basically she did this one thing ever. And um, she was saying about how um, the first time she met her bodyguard, he had this, like, very weird looking umbrella. And with him, and she was like, "Oh, is it going to rain?" He's like, "No." Um, and then he gave it to her, and it was like this incredibly heavy, made of iron thing. Wow! He's like it does function as an umbrella, but it also functions as a shield <gasps> and a fucking baton. Shit! So they're so full. Of, like they're full of that crap. Proof. Yeah. So they yeah, yeah. are James Bond. They are a bit, yeah. Wow. So I looked at some of the skills that you need to become a bodyguard. Um, you need to check areas for potential threats before arrival. That's yeah, mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Okay. Secure destinations, clear exits, um, shadow clients during their day-to-day activities. I mean, that could be dead boring, couldn't it? I bet. Dead I bet boring. most of a bodyguard because ninety-nine percent of the time, unless you're with like a really, really controversial figure that's got like a hit out on them. You're probably all right, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, sure, Victoria Beckham is famous and stuff, and, like, she probably has a bodyguard, but who's trying to assassinate her? Well. Uh, is it just to stop people getting a bit weird with Mel you? B. Yeah. <laughs> Mel B is right. Yeah. She does seem salty, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Um, another boring aspect of the job, planning out the safest routes before travelling. Oh, oh, yeah. He does that a lot in the show. Yeah. He's like, take the North Circular. killer. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> wasn't a Scottish accent. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, researching threats to minimise risk. I mean, that's just basically listening to this podcast uh, and all the people with fangirl over. Let's be honest, mm. this is trying to make a bodyguard more than it is. What you need is to be hench. Yeah. You need to be either yeah. a disgraced policeman or a promoted security guard. Yes! yes. You need to be ex-army. Or yeah. Ex-army, like bouncer, bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you need to be really organised. You need to be very kind of, like, observant as well. Uh, you need to keep calm under pressure uh, and then yeah you, you do need physical strength and fitness and stuff you need to be able to drive quite well I think um, oh yeah like in case you need to oh, drive yeah. and escape and stuff I read an interview with Taylor Swift recently where she said um, she hadn't been in a car alone for 10 years 
Oh, wow. Because she's always with her bodyguards. Yeah. I think it must be awful. That's like one of the... That's why I'd like to be sort of famous in my own field, but not famous mm. enough that I would ever need protection. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be like Dylan Moran famous. Yes! You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'd love to be. I'm seeing him next yeah. week. Ooh! Nice! Oh, cool. Yeah, because he um, could still go to Tesco and not probably yeah, have yeah. anyone totally fine. come up to him. I also think you need a very, very niche skill, which is to be very muscly but look good in a suit. Yes. Yeah. You'd probably need to get specialist suits made. Yeah, I imagine maybe. they go to like a specialist store. Yeah, because you need like kind of bulletproof vests and stuff. Don't and you? Yeah, you kind of need to look scary as fuck, but also not throw off the vibe of an important meeting. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? Yes, yeah. One of the things was um, that you have to kind of blend into the background. You do because so, in pap shots, yeah. quite often you realise that a lot of the people are bodyguards, but you don't know that at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and w- and something I read said, um, you know. There are some perks, like if you go to a nice restaurant with your principal um, and they're having a fancy dinner and you need to blend in, the best way to blend in at a fancy restaurant is to have a fancy dinner yourself. So you just kind of get, oh, to, so you get to eat your fancy dinner, pretend, oh. pretend that you're enjoying your fancy dinner. Imagine if you're like halfway through a lobster, though, and then somebody oh, just like somebody throws a glass at Lindsay Lohan yeah. or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I was in the middle of this. And then yeah. like as you're throwing yourself to, to protect her in front of the glass, you're like, can I take it in a doggy bag? <laughs> <laughs> Will it keep? The amount of meals they've abandoned halfway through is very sad. I know. Yeah, God loves them. Mm. Apparently as a bodyguard, you can earn up to £50,000 in the UK or as a security consultant, which I guess is just kind of a I boss mean, bodyguard. I That's... reckon like if you're like Kim Kardashian's bodyguard, you earn a shit ton. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, all, that's all right money and everything but like if you're risking your life every day yeah, it's, it's not pretty that shit much, money it? yeah. yeah yeah. and as a boss bodyguard security consultant you can get up to £70,000 so you know like pretty well paid but, I also um, think you need to have that skill of where you can talk out loud but still hear the TV producers in your ear because they have those same sort of heads oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that must be impossible Yeah. anyway so I decided we were going to do a quiz Ooh. Called Could You Be My Bodyguard? Okay. <gasps> Fun. If you be my bodyguard, I can be a long lost pal. You can call me Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. When you call me Alexandra Haddon. Yeah, that was brilliant. So I'm going to give you a scenario and you both tell me what you think you would do if you were my bodyguard. Um, scenario one, we're on the tube. Shaggy. The train stops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and the train stops suddenly between stations. Uh, everyone looks panicked. There is screaming. What do you do? I throw myself on you. Oh, I offer you some water and ask you if you're feeling calm. Okay, um, I kind of I kind of think Caroline's answer was closest to my answer, which was, let me keep listening to Abba Gold. Oh, uh, I, would. I would just never absorb the stress. Yeah, no, I would. I would be looking at everyone, and I'd be casing all the people while you just—you wouldn't even know if something was happening. No, exactly. If I had a really good book, I might not even know I was on a train. Yeah. Fine, but if Caroline was your bodyguard, you'd be dead, and if it was me, you'd be alive, and I would be dead. <laughs> Scenario two: We're having a picnic because uh, we're friends as well as bodyguards. Oh, Ooh, that doesn't um, seem healthy to mix business and work that way. <laughs> I don't think I do that as bodyguard. No, honestly. okay. No. Can you meet Gavin okay. again? Well, we're just. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we're we're having a picnic, uh, and I've dropped half a sandwich on the grass. Ooh. What do you do? Um, shoot the ants in the face. <laughs> um, I'd be like, pick it up, you classy bitch. You tell me to pick it up. Yeah, because I'm your pal at this point. You've taken me for a bloody picnic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the, the actual answer is uh, make sure the crisps didn't fall out. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, I would like your servant. 
Yeah. No bodyguard. You're that's like you from get your press. bloody get your bloody maid to do yeah, that. Get your close, valet. Close personal protection. Um, okay, next. We're speeding away from a vehicle that has been tailing us, and a police car starts flashing us to pull over. Um, you're not sure if the vehicle is still behind us. What do you do? I quickly swap with you, so it seems I'm driving, and you're not dri- drunk driving. Oh no, you were driving. Oh, oh hang on, I was. Dr- oh god. I assumed that there was that it was because you were drunk driving. Um, oh. I would pull over for the police car because they would offer protection even if the other car was dodgy. That's literally my answer. And my answer oh. is, oh my God, stop for the police. We are not lawbreakers. Oh. oh I assume that we're out running them for a reason. Nah, no? trust, trust the police. Okay. Until you have reason not to. Mm. That famous song, Trust the Police. Trust yeah. the police. <laughs> Brackets um. because you're very white. <laughs> Here's another one. We're out for dinner and a strange woman keeps looking at me. What do you do? Give her your number. Give her a croissant. Give her the details of my cool shoes that I'm wearing. Ah, uh, oh, all she's looking That's at. That's what babes. she wanted. Cool shoes. Yeah. Okay. Last one. It's 1991. Oh. And I'm about to advocate renewable energy at a White House dinner, honouring <gasps> my good friend Lieutenant Frank Trebin. <gasps> this is very imaginative already. <laughs> the heads of fossil fuel and nuclear industries will be there, but before the dinner, I get kidnapped and replaced by a body <gasps> double. What do you do? Oh my god! Is this like Bill Clinton or something? Who ha- what who happened? Who who happened this to? <laughs> who happened this to? Sounds like an Aaron Sorkin screenplay. Um, well, I would do well at that point. I would have stayed so near you that I would know all of your research and everything, and I would like deliver the lecture on your behalf. Oh, interesting! And I would I would smother the double with my fist um, until she died. <laughs> um, I would immediately just ask out everybody that I'd fancied. Because then I'd see if they fancied me back as you. What, as in, as in you're my body double? Yeah, I am. Oh, no, I'm your bodyguard. Ignore that. <laughs> message to the exercise, the whole idea. Uh, in that case, I would uh, try and find the real you. Good, good answer. The actual answer is free me, dress us all up as a mariachi band, sneak me into the venue so I can give my speech, and then disarm the bomb by tripping over the power cord. And if you haven't seen the naked gun two and a half of fear, <laughs> oh. then that will make no sense to you. And I'm very sorry. That's no problem. Secret answer C, mariachi band. Of course. Every time. I know. So anyway, that's bodyguards. Lovely. Uh, yeah, love it. Maybe if my podcasting career doesn't take off, maybe I'll do that. I think so. I could drive a car, just about. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go and cook 30 chickens for you to eat. <laughs> Thanks. Now, as we all know, to be a smart woman, you must have smart women around you. Uh, and how do you do this? By making what we like to call smart friends. Friends, you say. Mm. Okay. Uh, now, not only must you care and attend to these friends, uh, you must show other people who you're not friends with that you have them and how much you care for them. For example, we usually release episodes of Dumb Women every Tuesday and recently we were forced to take a two-week break uh, because, Alex, you were busy being a good friend. You had a I, friend emergency. I had a friend emergency, guys. Um, and uh, this is me showing off about it. This is my number one <laughs> Yeah, tip. you were a good, good friend. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, the reason we had a break was because uh, my best friend broke her neck. Oh. Uh, which is... Ooh, everyone just squirmed in yeah, their seats. Which is quite the injury. Uh, you know, that's, what, that's how much she just wants me to have a week off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, all fine now. That's why I'm joking about it. Um, and because you're friends. And because we're friends. And when you're friends with someone, there's an understanding that even though you're saying something terrible, you're still an okay person. Yes. <laughs> um, very funny story that I thought would cheer people up before I go into the tips of how to be a smart, good friend. So, uh, yeah, my friend had, uh, like, she's basically, yeah, she's basically like my sister, essentially, apart from my actual sister, um, <laughs> who, who is also lovely. Uh, yeah, Nat had just had uh, spinal surgery. They went through the front of her neck to fix oh. her neck. <clears throat> they put a plate in it. <clears throat> if you know her, please send her a message of goodwill. Um, uh, oh God, she's, I haven't done that yet. I'm a bad friend. It's fine. No, she's, she's fine. She's good. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really awful and everything and then she came out of surgery and I was there when she like got wheeled back in and then the surgeon who was incredible came and was explaining to me and her brother who's a doctor what was going on with the surgery and as she was telling us about the surgery I maintain it wasn't the squeamishness because it wasn't that squeamish it was just relief after four days of not knowing what was going to happen um, and being in hospitals which yeah. are generally mm. very anxiety inducing um, as she was explaining the operation, I immediately felt like I was going to vomit, and then I immediately that went, and I felt like I was going to faint. Oh no! And it was and it was so funny because I said to her brother, I said, "Oliver, is that your water?" And he was like, "Shut up, Alan. Try to listen to the surgeon here." Like it was like a, you know she'd just come out of surgery, and then I was like, Whoa. and I oh. leant over, and I was like, "I'm going to faint." <laughs> And then the surgeon had to like take me over, get me some water, <laughs> took my pulse, put my head between my legs, like all that. And Nat literally just been anaesthetised with enough stuff that could kill a horse because she's small but apparently very drug resistant <laughs> um, just like led up with her spinal injury and was like are you okay Al? Oh, <laughs> that's friendship <laughs> so it got me thinking about how to be a good friend oh, and you are one so you are the perfect position um, here yes but this is the exact point you know I didn't brag about this on for six days on social media mostly because I was worried out of my tree mm. but then tip one of being a good friend show that you are a good friend as a smart oh. woman you need to show that you're not only there to lean in and make the big dollars and be business mm, you're also a dependable reliable friend yes 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 exactly so that would be my number one tip for you all i see um if you do you guys have friends uh sometimes i definitely have some friends um most of them i don't like okay uh but uh, i was in your situation before whereby uh, my friend was very ill and uh which is weird because my best friend ella she became the cancer woman right who was like tending to her boyfriend uh john r.i.p uh, who uh, who was very, very sick. And people got really, really into her. Like, because she wrote about it and all that stuff. They started yeah. following her on Twitter and all that. And then they started following me. So it was like, she was Cancer Barbie and I was Cancer Skipper. And they were like collecting oh the whole God, set. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. very, very weird because like... People want to get in on your friendship. Yeah, it was weird. People would like message me being like, just so you know, like... You know the way that you like... Um, you message a band that you really love being like oh everyone loves your hits but I love your b-sides yeah I felt oh like I was the b-side people were getting into do you know what I mean oh my it was god so you were the weird. EP I was the original acoustic EP yeah no it's a very strange thing when your friendship suddenly becomes a public property thing yeah but also weirdly thrilling because you're like mm, I love having my friend That's yeah such a good friend. god look at my friend and also women in particular like women find their friendships very important to them but even more than that they love talking about their friendships with each other yes they do so many oh, of my, my discussions with my very close friends are about our friendship is so good <laughs> have you noticed how good our friendship is half of mine and Nat's friendship is being like that's how good friends we are I know <laughs> 
We know, like, women are, like, so fucking self-involved with each other because men won't let you do that. Like, I know, if I'm sat yeah. at home with Gavin on a Thursday night, I'm like, Gavin, we're so good at being boyfriend-girlfriend. He's like, all right, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but a girl will indulge you with that. We'll She's be like, like, oh my God, we are. We are. We're yeah. like, Thelma and Louise, but better and we don't die in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it totally is that. And, like, all the boys that I've been texting being, like, updating them on Nat's progress and, like, all our male friends and stuff, like... They're really like they're all like, oh my god, you're you're very sweet. Go into hospital and check your best friend's all right after she's had her neck cut open. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm not a bad person, but like, I'm not a saint, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't seem that unusual. Yeah, I'm doing do it for this. my own peace of mind as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what are some of your other tips for uh, how to be a good friend, Alex? Okay, so uh, tip number two: don't sleep with their boyfriend or girlfriend. Ah. unless small caveat unless your friend dumped them and you can gauge that you like them more than your friend ever did okay and you probably should talk to that friend about it first Mm. and get their sign off on a legal document with a witness yeah absolutely yeah Um, or unless they're really hot joke (laughs) Uh, tip number three don't be honest until it's time to be honest oh very good get into that more please yeah so what I mean by that is like Usually, boost your friends, boost your pal. Like, oh, I feel a bit shit. No, you're great, you're great. And usually they are, because you're their mate, so they're probably not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can boost them, and sometimes you can tell little white lies. Like, no, you look you look really alert and not tired or whatever, because yeah. it makes them feel good. But then, when it's time to be honest, you need to be honest, because if they're wearing something fucking weird, and then they're going on a date with someone they really like, and they're like, okay, mm. so how do I look? You have to be honest at that point. Oh, One yeah. time, my friend was going out the door, and she had, like, tight black jeans on, red boots, a really frilly white shirt and like a cropped black jacket and all those items were really lovely like yeah, yeah, yeah. on their own and then she was like okay how do I look and I was like you look like a matador we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay so I had an experience with a, fr- with a friend once where I showed up to a party that was already going on I was already far from home at this point yeah and I was kind of doing that thing you and you're wearing a dress and it's a bit you're not quite sure about it was like a TK Maxx 14 number yeah. or whatever yeah and I said to my friend Ashley, I was like, what do you think of this? And she was like, honestly, you look like Star Trek. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was this weird, um, like, maroon skin-type thing with massive shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, horrible. Oh, no. But then I could do about it. I was like, well, I'm stuck here now. See, that's a time, where, Star Trek. That's a time where you shouldn't be honest because you're already out. Yeah, yeah no, Bad absolutely, friend. Absolutely End not. of friendship. End of friendship, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you two, what's your top, you well, want a tip for being a good friend, good smart woman friend? Oh, Try to remember their birthday, I guess, yeah. is quite a good one. Or, like, yeah. significant life events. Uh, but if you forget it, which I often do, then just message them a really nice message a few days after. And be like, oh my god, lol, I'm so sorry. Ah. Yeah. And then invite them out for drinks. Also, my tip is adjacent to that tip. When you do that thing where you've forgotten to text them or whatever, don't make yourself a martyr and do that thing where like, oh, I'm oh, the worst person so ever. Busy. It's yes, only because agreed. this and this and this and this. It's like, don't make your fuck up even more about you. Yeah, like, yeah, make yeah. it about them. Agreed. I think actually that's a really important thing with friendships or whatever is like, you kind of have to realise when you're hugging the air a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, that, that episode of Sex and the City where she's just like broken up with Big and she just goes on and on and on about him for like two episodes Ugh. and they're like, you need to stop. Yeah. Bore off SJP. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, guys, remember, have your friends, get them, keep them, show them off, go to hospital if they break the neck. Yes. Please do. Yeah. Cool. Bye. 
Well, thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, why don't you go over to the Apple Podcast Store and rate and review us and then subscribe as well on your podcast app of choice. I'm giving you so many options. Which one will you take? Which path will you choose? Go to page 57 to find out more. Ooh, free toy. <laughs> if you have a question for us, you can always tweet us at dumbwomenpod or email us dumbwomenpod at gmail.com or Instagram at Dumb Women Pod or Facebook School for Dumb Women or just tweet me and I'll favour it and not reply yeah <laughs> thanks to Harry Harris for our jingles Gavin Day for our logo and Zoho Radio Studios for our recording space we'll be back next week with another episode so until then goodbye see you later old bean don't get a fly in your eye because it might lay eggs there and then you'll have to have major surgery and you'll never forget it bye ew Also, this is a special bonus public announcement from the School for Dumb Women. One of our dumb women is flying the permanent employment nest. Who could it be? It's not me, because as we all know, I don't really have any real job. It's not me, because as we all know, I write wildly unsuccessful novels. Mm. Oh, guys, I just, I've just looked in my pocket. It's me. <gasps> oh! It vu. <laughs> it's moi Charlie Bucket that I didn't inherit the whole factory yay <laughs> uh, yes if you've listened to this podcast and enjoyed it it's it's me guys it's me I edit it and I make it sound good and I record us in a studio um, and, and, and I, you produce it as well you do everything Hannah yeah. is the best producer oblongada <laughs> on earth Hire yes. her. She also does video. And I, yes, I also do video. And I'm going to try and do it for a living for different people. So <laughs> <laughs> if you have a podcast or a video that you would like me to produce, or you would just like to have some advice on, or and pay me for it, or <laughs> <laughs> that is crucial. Or you want to meet up for a coffee and pick my brains. Um, as long as you buy me a coffee and a cake, then maybe that's okay. And yeah, rub your brains. Mm, in a massagey way. Yes. It's a very, very good brain. I'm a big fan of it. It's yeah. gotten us very far. It has. Thanks. Hannah produces, edits, and let's face it, mostly writes most of our episodes. <laughs> She's very, very good. She's very, very, very good. And then I'm she just saying... screams, send in the clowns. And then me and Caroline come <laughs> yeah. in on a skateboard. Yeah. I'm also good at the um, three hours before recording WhatsApp messages being like, so guys, the script. Mm. Mm. Yes, you're definitely like a firm manager as well as that. Thank you. Um, and also, you've got great contacts within the within the biz. Yes, I would say. Thank you. So I, I mean, can we do this for me next week? This is yeah, <laughs> this yeah. actually be great. Could somebody pay me for comedy? Yeah, could somebody pay me for more writing, please? Thanks. Uh, but also, Hannah's the main. <laughs> yes, here. Hannah is the main one. <laughs> yes. So, if you are interested in asking me a question about any of that, get in touch with me um, at the Dumb Women email address, which is dumbwomenpod at gmail com, or tweet me. I'm at Hanva, which is H A N V A R. Sexy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.